Well, it's, uh, let's see, I think it's, let's say Tuesday, it's June, it's D-Day, the anniversary of D-Day. Um, I also believe it's the four-year anniversary of um, me being in some capacity at my current job, um, which I guess is interesting. Because um, I've and and really it's just a it's a slightly um, belated four year anniversary in New York City. Um, so uh, what was I just I was talking to somebody today about um, something that had happened in Buffalo right before I left. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what was it? Um, man, I know this is making for incredibly compelling podcasting. Um, and it was, it was honestly at lunch today, and I was saying something about what I, but I, I was like, oh, I did that in Buffalo before I left there. Well, <clears throat> whatever. Clearly it was so captivating and fascinating that even I rem- can't remember it. Um, also I get that weird thing how Facebook, um, if you have Facebook, uh, sometimes will say, remember this thing from whatever years ago, and it was five years ago, um... Uh, uh, yesterday morning, the 5th of June, and, uh, it was a picture I had taken my, uh, it was a, it was a hospital selfie, well, or post-hospital selfie, um, it was the last time that my lung collapsed, although it barely even collapsed, it was too harsh, I mean, it was just sort of, um, you know, it, it, it did its thing, and I went to the hospital, and they released me that night, so I was okay, but, uh, I remember I took a little, sort of, um, I don't know, in, 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 in a tin tens picture on, uh, put it on the Facebook, uh, back in June of 2012, which is a long time ago, it's five years, um, but I, yeah, so, um, anyway, uh, in Saver's news, <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, maybe there's a little bit, uh, well, there is, there's just plenty of stuff I can always say about the Savers. so this is episode eight, and, um, I'm absolutely thrilled to be doing this. Actually, no, I, I, I am. So, yeah, uh, uh, welcome to episode eight, and, um, I'll be right back after these music notes. stop by accident um so usually i pause and actually no usually i don't even pause the recorder i just sort of take a i take a moment to sort of find my set my saber's emotional center um or i just pause it um or i take a sip of something and uh in this case it's a lovely brooklyn summer ale Um, i feel like i feel like this summer particularly i'm single-handedly keeping brooklyn brewery in business um i don't know if that's true um, but I'm, I really, I, I love Brooklyn Summer Ale. It's my favorite, it's my favorite of the, of the beers, um, particularly of the seasonals. Um, even though it's been such a non-outdoorsy uh, sort of spring, and it's not even officially summer yet, but um, uh, it's barely been warm enough to go outside. Um, but, but it's, 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 and I suppose it's funny, because that's sort of still, 
it's one of the most common anti-hockey uh, arguments in terms of like people say, why are they still playing hockey in June? Which is a good question. Um, but because they're like, well, it's, you know, you can't wear shorts into an arena. Uh, that just seems wrong. Um, but of course, this is the first year, at least here in New York, where it's been like so mild. It's uh, still feels like feels like October, the perennial October, um, or uh, as uh, as Ishmael puts it in the beginning of Moby Dick. It's sort of a it's a it's a drizzly autumn in my soul, um, a familiar refrain to any native Buffalonian. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, uh, again, here we are, uh, I guess it's been, I've, this might be the longest I've gone since posting episodes, which is an unconscionable, what, six days? <laughs> Blasphemy. Um, so, and, but again, there's, there hasn't been, I don't think, I think even less has happened on the Sabres front since I was last here, um, because I even, I totally glossed over a couple things. We signed, uh, the Sabres signed Jonas Johansson. Um, in an earth-shattering, in NHL, um, you know, just the, the, the NHL was shaken to its core when we announced that we'd signed Jonas Johansson out of the, like, SHL. Um, so maybe he'll be, like, a backup in Rochester this year. I know I saw that the Sabres also announced a, re, a new uh, ECHL affiliate. I guess we, I think the Elmira team I heard folded, which is unfortunate. Um, so now we are, where is it, we Cincinnati? It's like the Cincinnati Lumberjacks or something. Uh, I don't think they're the Lumberjacks, but I wish they were. Um, that would be a great name. But uh, who is... Oh, okay. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, but we, but they did that. Um, Cal Peterson, uh, he of Notre Dame fame. Um, no, yeah, no, nah. I kind of... I, I didn't say that quite right. Um, the, the college, and he's a goalie. Um, but he might be going, uh, it, it looks like he may, he may be going the Jimmy VC route, um, and if so, good on him, and actually that might even be, not, th not that the Sabres are the, are, the, are going to be as good as the Predators, but, uh, you know, he, Jimmy VC was like, nah, I don't really want to play in Nashville, they clearly don't need him, they're doing fine without him, uh, and the Rangers aren't, aren't, aren't going anywhere, um, so, you know, I mean, it's just, it's funny. I mean, it's like, it's good, good for these. I don't have any ill will towards a player that, um, you know, if you get to a certain point and you feel like you're good, you're, you're good enough to determine, to choose where you go play. Good for you. I mean, if you can pull it off, good for you. Um, I think I, I prefer, I mean, I, I, you know, I hope the Sabres, I hope he signs the Sabres. I mean, I hope, but I don't even, you know, I don't know if he's any good. Um, probably not. Um, well, well, of course we don't know that, but, um, it's, I mean, if he were, if he were, at this point in his career, if he were that amazing, we would I would we would know about it. Um, but he's that he's you know from what I from what I remember of very loosely following his career um, in college. I mean, I think he he did pretty well. But uh, I guess yeah, the Sabers have what until mid mid to late June to sign him, or maybe even July. I don't know exactly. Um, but uh, you know, it sound from what it sounds like. Um, a lot of this uh, stuff will be, they've got, you know, there's all these rumors about where the Sabres are going to trade Kane, and obviously I hope they do that um, for hockey and non-hockey reasons, but I think it just, just get rid of him and get get something he can for him, but uh, I don't want him on the Sabres anymore. Um, 
and then there's yeah, I mean, and, and there's you know who knows what they're gonna if they're apparently there's a rumor that they're might even be looking to move Leonard. Fine with me. Um, I don't know what that could possibly be. My hope is that they they trade they package Leonard with um, Kane and trade them to the Kings for Quick, who is Matt Molson's like like brother-in-law. Um, so that would be funny, and we could use a goalie. Um, for like a year or two, and I don't know if Quick is any good anymore. Um, but then and then convince, use that. Well, actually, there's two two scenarios. But I think either way, the Sabers are gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if Botrill, Botrill found swung a trade for an older, maybe more expensive goalie, in the Kane trade. Um, maybe like Jonathan Quick, and that would make Matt Molson happy. So therefore, I, that's fine with me because I like Matt Molson, even if even if I don't think he has mu- that much left. Um, I mean, whatever. He's a, he seems like a good guy. Um, I think you could. I don't, and, I don't, and even though that contract is awful, um, I think he might Molson might have some utility as like a third liner. But um, anyway, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we. I think if we trade for like an older, expensive goalie as to sort of just. Uh, be like okay fine we'll take him back and then maybe even use that to to help to convince peterson to sign because i I mean while i doubt that it's that leonard is this sort of intimidating figure in the sabers crease that um peterson imagines you know holding on to that job for like 10 years and therefore peterson's like well i guess i can't sign buffalo because robin leonard's there um i don't think that's quite the case but he is but leonard is not is pretty young i mean he's he's 24 or 25 um, even though it doesn't, it seems like he's been around. He's one of those guys who it seems like he's been in the league for a long time. Because I think he, you know, I remember the, I remember the, when he was with Ottawa. Um, it's like the, the Canadian press was thought he was a phenomenal in the World Junior. So I remember, I feel like I've heard about him for six or seven years now. Um, but uh, anyway, I would, I would, I think, if if the Sabers and Kings make some sort of a trade. Um, yeah, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's like I mean, and I would it would be something like the Kings' first round pick, which will be mid round plus some maybe I don't know what Quick's contract is, but I'm sure it's big. And they clearly tried to to they brought in Ben Bishop last year, so I don't think they they see Quick as their guy of the future. But if they bring in Leonard, Leonard's cheap. They could sign him to a small deal, um, and we'll see. I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, that's purely hypothetical. Second idea I have is that. Batra will will basically do this a similar kind of deal with Pittsburgh, which is that um, he would trade for Flurry, um, and I, I that's people talk about that a lot, and I don't I don't I don't necessarily I don't I forget I better look it up now I don't know how many years Flurry has left on his deal, but I feel like that would be a very that might be a successful similar it might be a, he might be able to use that to the Sabers organizational advantage in a similar way, which is that Flurry regardless of contract, is not going to be around forever because he's getting up up there um, in, 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 like, hockey years. Um, uh, Mark. So this is, again, com- incredibly interesting podcasting. I'm Googling his contract as, as a, you know, uh, contract. Capfriendly.com. I'll edit all this out. Actually, I'm not going to edit anything out. I'm unapologetic about my lack of preparedness. $5.7 million. But see, he's only signed for two more, one more year. So it's a brilliant, it would be, it would be a great idea. So you can, you can, you can trade Leonard 
Um, I don't, you're not going to trade Kane to the Penguins, but they might be able to do, I mean, they maybe not even get rid of Leonard, but, uh, or maybe, or maybe the, or maybe the LA deal is like Kane and Leonard for, I don't even know. I mean, I hope it, I don't want Dustin Brown and I, but it wouldn't it surprise me if they took back some sort of contract. Hopefully he can get a defenseman that actually would play well and be useful. Um, but the Kings don't have a ton, they have less cap room than the Sabres, but, um, but then I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if in in around the expansion draft we Bottrell did something like trade I wouldn't be surprised if he pick if he traded for Fleury or tried to or I mean God forbid Matt Murray because then that would be that would be amazing but um I seems seems much less likely to me um but uh, or I mean who or who knows how this will all go maybe maybe Kane will end up in Vegas I mean whatever but I wouldn't be I think that. I think Bottrell will do a couple things. I have no basis for any of this, but I think he could make the Sabres pretty good next year if he acquired a maybe a slightly overpaid and or older goaltender um, who could just would just be, you know, would be there for a couple seasons, and, and maybe that's even the pitch. Not that they have to build their organization around Cal Peterson or owe him anything, but he maybe he would be more likely to sign if it was clear that he's not going to be that far away from being a, potentially the starter. Because obviously it's not like Flurry has owned, has even held down the job in Pittsburgh the last few years, so there's no, so it's not even like even if they got him, it wouldn't be a guarantee that he'd be the starter in Buffalo, um, or you know, Jonathan Quick. Same kind of deal there, um, but in, I think in terms of cap hit numbers, that those respective teams might be willing to give up those guys, and um, Sabres might be able to take it on. Um, so I think Bontrell will put, will pick up an older slash slightly more expensive goalie, and very well, very likely the same thing on defense, because um, now what we need is a, a younger, you know, better and hopefully cheaper defenseman, uh, puck mover. <clears throat> but, I mean, and that's, that's good, but that's going to be a little bit more difficult to, to swing. I mean, that's, uh, he needs to, he needs to find as many ways as he can of addressing the defense. And ideally, if we can, you know, get rid of a couple that's going to be really tough to, to, make, to actually make this whole defense better. I feel like the only thing about Bogosian is he was a he was a disaster last season, but he can skate. I just, I mean, maybe that's all he can do because he can't really, it doesn't seem like he knows how to play hockey very well, but he can skate and he can shoot it a kind of, he's a decent shot when he shoots, but um, he's not overly physical for being a, huge, a big guy and he's always hurt and he just doesn't, he doesn't do anything particularly well, but he can move. Um... So maybe maybe a better coach can get something out of him because it's like he's you know he seems to have, I mean uh, he he seems to have the, all the physical tools you might want. I mean he was a fourth third or fourth overall pick once. So I mean he's he's um, yeah he's probably yet another guy in pro sports who just is all will just kind of ekes out a career purely on physical ability and never on performance. Um, but because uh, it seems I mean he got a huge contract from Winnipeg and I don't know I don't know why. But, um, that's right. Winnipeg always produces giant white right-hand defensemen. Um, not always, because Enstrom's tiny, and they traded for Bufflin, but whatever. I'm thinking of, like, Truba. Um, anyway, uh, so that's my, those are my, that's my based-on-nothing prediction for the Sabres. Um, slash hope. I mean, I feel, well, I think the goalie thing is sort of realistic and I mean, it's not even like goaltending was the problem last year. There were many, but I do want a goalie that can make one save over across a whole season in the shootout. And 
it's it's such a it's such a insane fact of last season that I don't even know what to make of it because I just can't believe that that happened. Um, Leonard, I guess, was somewhat okay in in you know in non shootouts, um, though never had a big. I mean, very rarely had like a big save. Um, uh, a couple times, but he just, I mean, he was, yeah. Um, I just want a goalie who can actually occasionally have a clutch per save and also just will make one stop in the whole season in a shootout. Um, and then, I mean, and obviously they have to figure out a way to get to get puck movers on the on defense. Now, Antipin is a possibility, um, sounds like it, but uh, there's just, there's not much else. Because it's like Ristolainen and McCabe don't do that. Um, Ristolainen maybe he can, but he just he he didn't last year. Um, and I'll be inter- I'm really I'm interested to see w- w- when the new coach comes in. Um, are is there any could they could they could could this coach and new staff find a way to to get more out of O'Reilly and Ristolainen? Because it's also difficult for me to judge them on the last two years because they were so overused. They clearly just got t- fatigued as the, excessively as the season went on, um, and, and even just within individual games, they just used way too much, which was crazy. Um, and it's not like the Sabers were. It's not like it ever paid off. I don't get why Bilesma like. Well, I, yeah, he just didn't know how to deploy players. I don't think. Um, not that he had a lot to be working with, but it's not like it was. It's not like we were that much better with the with the choices he made. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, there's it's it's there's an interesting, it's it's, I do like thinking about um, roles on a hockey team, and um, you know, I hear about you know a lot of the difference between let's say a guy who spends his career toiling away in the AHL versus someone who can turn into a nice player in the NHL, is accepting a a, a given role. Um, so, for instance, you might be you might be a completely dominating scorer at every level of juniors you play in the ohl your second round pick in the nhl and um you know all your life you've just scored you've been the top scorer and best player on team and then you get to the nhl or the ahl even um and you just don't have that type of skill i mean they kind of was saying this when this is when when the sabers hired botrell because i always remember um even you know even when he played he had he was great. He was a great scorer at the AHL level, which not even some of these guys can't don't even continue to do that. Um, but they, but he was never going to be a skilled player at the NHL level because he didn't have this foot speed, um, and just didn't quite have just didn't quite have it. Um, but when he was, I mean, he scored a couple goals in the NHL. But he, I mean, um, you know, he was only going to be. Um, you know, he, he, the 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 game that he played was a scorer's game, um, and, but he, you know, he not that he I think he would have accepted any role in the NHL. He just didn't really have the skills, so maybe he's not the best example. But the sense that he was a type of player and just sort of had a very clear ceiling um, for that, you know, within that his that that type of player that he was. Um, but a, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, you see uh, or you hear about like. I think what what can end up holding players back and kind of making them just sort of stay perennially in the AHL and maybe even just quitting at some point is that they don't, they just think, oh, well, if I just get top line minutes, then I will score goals again and then I'll get my chance and then I'll make it. Um, Whether that's in the minors or if they make it to the pros, they think, oh, if I just get, if I'm just in the top line, then I'll score and it'll be fine. 
Um, and they really aren't capable of doing that. And the lack, not accepting that is ultimately what's going to bring their downfall because they, they just should have, you know, the way to make it in the league is to be willing to accept, you know, defensive line. It's actually like I was saying the other day or the other time about uh, a guy like Kadri. Uh, obviously, you know, his skill level is all certainly enough to make it in the league because he, um, you know, he's always going to be good enough to play in the NHL, but he, um, is not really, he's not a first or maybe even second line player, but he's, but when they put him in a, as a checking line center, he's phenomenal. Um, as far as I can tell. Um, so I just think that's interesting. And I, I mean, that's, it, that's maybe a larger kind of human interest thing for me is, um, people sort of seeing, uh, yeah, seeing wh- whether certain people are ever able to like accept a role or, um, or not, because sometimes sometimes you're right that you are not being put in the right role, and you do need to keep working towards something what you want, which is a, something more. Something more. Um, you know, it's it, it it can be hard to know the difference whether you're a crazy person who just you know with pie in the sky, or you're a cockeyed optimist, or if you're if you're just or if you're not. I mean, or if you're uh, just ignoring the truth, and you're you know you're really ultimately it's to your own detriment that you're not accepting or that you're not, you're not kind of modifying your aspirations or something or, um, goals. And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a challenge I think in all of life, um, which I find, I don't know, one that I, um, it's one that I guess I've seen, I've struggled with more maybe in terms of relationships and than anything, um, uh, or, 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 and, and, and specifically being like what kind of, um, what, what kind of person do I want to be to, to, to this person or that person? Um, but, uh, sometimes, yeah, but if you, as long as you're doing it for what, doing what you think you want it, what you want, then, um, it's much easier if, you know, if, let's just say if a relationship falls apart, uh, um, if you're doing it because you did what you wanted to do and you, or you were the, you were the person you wanted to be, then you don't have anything to be ashamed of, um, within reason. But, uh, anyway, um, I don't know, that's not, that's, uh, maybe I'm getting a little off hockey there, but, uh, I just find that I, 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 I spend a lot of time thinking about things like this, um, and it's, it's, it's sort of an, in, in, it's a, it's a nice case study in hockey, but it's, I usually, I don't know, it can serve as a sort of larger point of interest maybe in, in the rest of life. Speaking of my job, I, uh, I recently um ran into a, a a former coworker um on the street. He um he hasn't worked there for several a couple of years now, but uh a guy I knew I got to know him as I first started there and I was just a little a meager little temp in a midtown office and he uh treated me like a person. Um and he was the first person that might that company to do that and there was really no reason to um for him to do that except that he was a nice guy and I've never forgotten it. Um and we're we're LinkedIn friends now, so we've um, periodically, you know, he's congratulated, he'll congratulate me on like my work anniversaries or, um, I got promoted a little while ago and he sent me a note that was nice, but, um, obviously we haven't, you know, we never had a personal relationship and, um, haven't talked in a while, but, uh, he always, he's, he's a very, he was like a marketing guy. So he's very good at, um, like remembering one thing about every person, which is really all you ever need to do, but, but I think to become, to be good at conversation. Um, cause if you see someone, you know, whether it's you remember the name of their kid, the thing that their wife does for a living, 
or the town they grew up in or and, you know and or the sports team so in this case this guy knows i'm a i'm from buffalo he might ask me about the bills he used to ask me about rex ryan and i was like <laughs> but he always asks me about the sabers um and of course sure enough he did um because i think uh i don't th- i think the sabers may have just made the, the murray and bile firings in fact it was probably around the time that i did my first saberland episode anyway i was walking down the street and saw and just crossing and hap- strangely enough this happened to me right in front of our the building where my office is and um it was odd that he was there but at any rate he um he said uh, oh so what you know we, we, we said hi blah, blah blah and then he goes oh so uh Whatever happened with uh, po- Kyle Lock Posco? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. Um, now, of course, I, I mean, and I, I don't know what I said. I just said, I think he got, he got sick or something, and uh, he was the least of the Sabres' problems on the ice, or among them, but uh, obviously it's a scary situation. Um, anyway, I was just, just, I just thought it was funny how he, I don't know, I've never, I mean, I guess Ocposo is, an, is a, it's a unique name, but it's, uh, I don't know where he got that extra K from. But whatever. Um, speaking of Kyle Post, I don't think I've ever mentioned him on here. Um, but he's great, um, and I, I, I've always liked him. I it was just it's it's funny that it's because I, I just always knew of him as on the Islanders, and he just became slowly like the one of the really just seemed to be to me. He seems like one of the just more generally respected players in the league. Um, very solid, um, great, just always gives good effort and skilled for sure. Um, and uh, I think could be an effective guy if and when the Sabres make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, th- again, I think he and O'Reilly, I don't know if they should be on the same line, but they both could be very valuable because they play a type of game that um, I think um, could could be good. Um, but uh, I, and I always remember, like, I think I think he and Drew, I want to say he, Stafford, and Parisi all went to, like, North Dakota together or something, and I think they were at least childhood friends. Um, or was it North Dakota? Or South Dakota? No, I think it might have been North Dakota. Um, well, uh, but Parisi's Minnesota. Maybe they're, or maybe they're all Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah, but Parisi's whatever. Anyway, I think Drew Stafford had said at one point that they would play. They would all play together. They all they had all agreed that at some point in their careers they would try to play together. Um, and that he, I think he even strat. It might have been Stafford who said that Oposo was the hard, like hardest worker that he'd ever met. Um, this was way before Oposo was a saber. So. Um, you know, I mean, I like a hardworking guy, but it was very scary that, that, that then they just sort of mysteriously disappeared, and then we seems that we've now learned that he, uh, yeah, he had some sort of reaction to his some medication he was taking, which is scary and uh, can happen to anyone. And um, uh, I guess it sounds like he's he's made a recovery and he'll be back, um, but who knows? Um, so. Yeah, here we are. There's still hockey going on. There's like two games left. Um, well, pff, what I don't know that. There's well, there's a maximum of three, I guess I should say. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Should I? It's not like. I don't know. Should I? Uh, should Should I talk more about that, or should I? Should I talk? <laughs> not at all about that. Should I just stop talking? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess. Uh, I'm glad the pre- the predators have gotten back. I, you know what? I have I have I have watched. I did watch a bit last night and, and the night before. Um, I'm still angry at the way the league is run, but um, eh, you know, see, this is this is this is the whole thing. Is they know because they know that ho- hardcore hockey fans like me um, are eventually are gonna gripe 
for like a day and then be like, yeah, but you know what? It's just the way it is, man. Just got to accept it. And then just go back and watch like I have, like an idiot. Um, no, not like an idiot. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, and the league says they're ha- they think everything's working perfectly. They're happy. You know what I did? Re- I did realize what I was watching last night. And I was like, that's very, in- it was all other things I've said, um, consider all the things I've said as said. Um, but, you know, it, Stanley Cup Final Hockey circa 2017 is very entertaining. Um, it's, it's, it combines, like, the, physical, the sort of brutal physicality of lacrosse with the low-scoring drama of soccer. And I don't even mean that entirely as cheekily as I, as I, as I, might, have, as I might have said it, um, because I guess scoring has been okay in these finals, but uh, I, you know, because I, I, some, someone said that, um, well, there's no more, there, there aren't, like, big, as many big hits, and there's no fighting anymore, um, not really. Um, these playoffs seem, are about as physical as hockey as, like, I, I, you know, as, as, as I can ever remember seeing. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, it's still very entertaining to watch because it's just such intense action. And the average athlete out there is so big and strong and, um, that it's just, uh, it's really not, you know, my sort of, dream of it being about a few skilled players being allowed to just embarrass the lesser skilled players um that really i don't you know i don't know if it's i think i oversimplified it last week um and i think it really is a a result of not entirely a result of subtle rule changes changes that the nhl has made to evince you know mild changes to outcomes i mean maybe i think there still might be a little bit of truth of my my hunch that you know the concussion thing is part of the some of the rule changes um but i also don't think it's quite as simple to say that scoring is back down because of all these other things i mean because the other thing is i that i think i was may have been onto something is that part of this those rule changes in the mid-2000s were also really the marking of the end of an of the of the era of that like 1990s breed of hockey and like the darian hatcher type defenseman and the um, maybe even the Brett Hole forward, who's like a cigar-smoking playboy who, uh, you know, just sort of romps around the ice and scores a couple goals and calls it a night. Um, you know, I, like, it's, 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 it's like, I don't think that you can really do that anymore. I mean, maybe Brett Hole was, I don't know if he was really like that off the ice. I'm sure he worked very hard. He's a great player, but, uh, it's not, I don't think you can get away with that anymore. I mean, I know someone like Evander Kane claims he doesn't work out, and maybe that's true because he's, Maybe he's just that type of athlete, but um, uh, that's the last thing I'm going to say about Evander Kane. But um, for the most part, I think you have to train all year round and be incredibly dedicated and um, incredibly focused to be a good hockey player. And there are a lot of people willing to do that, um, and they're in the NHL. And uh, it's it's still very exciting to watch. Um, uh, but I think that it's that there are players now, p- players actually entering the league now are old enough to be there. They have been so well coached. It's funny, actually, yeah, because because the NBA, I think I was reading now, there's a big, there's a, there's a, oh, this is actually pretty, this is, this, I like this topic now that I've, I've I was feeling sort of lost for a moment, but I actually like this. So the, so the NBA, I guess, is, is strongly considering changing their rule for either the, basically the guidelines for for joining the league um so football let's just let's let's so let me take stock for a second in the nfl 
Um, I believe you have to be three years removed from your high school graduation to join to be drafted by the NFL, which essentially means you're 21 years old, um, or or maybe you're 20, because some I mean you know you, you'll but you you're at least 20 if not 21 if not even even older. Um, this is just for people who come out as soon as possible. But you can't physically. No one could play in the NFL at 18. Um, but they. The other thing is not, it's not purely about the physical development. It's also that it's, it shows that you've gotten, you know, three years, presumably of coaching and, 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 you know, um, you know, just sort of maturation as a person, but also just professional somewhat or semi-professional development for lack of a better phrase. Cause if we just accept college sports, this NCAA is the minor leagues of football and essentially it's professional development. Um, the NBA, you can come straight out of high school um but if you go to college you have to do one year and then you can go pro um or wait maybe they change maybe you can't come right out of high school anymore that's right they did change it because yeah you, yeah i think they i think you can't do do high school to the pros but you can't but you have to do one year so but it's difficult for schools and i'm not sympathetic to the ncaa but schools will say that it, you know they, they the, the top players will do will just be one and done and the nba and nba teams are complaining that Guys are really turning pro before they're actually ready, um, you know, physically, mentally, um, etc. And there's just a lot of life that you probably, I mean, it's, it'd be hard for me to turn down a million-dollar contract and the possibility of just playing in the NBA um, if I was 19 and I knew I could do it. But there's so much that's there's so much good stuff that you can get out of being in college um, that, of course, I never even knew being, you know, because I never was an athlete on a huge team with a free ride and whatever. But um, so much good stuff you can get out of that that really can help you later in life. Now, not everyone needs that because obviously LeBron James was perfectly ready to play in the pros when he was 18. And there are, and there are just as, you know, Crosby was, um, McDavid, Eichel. But, you know, also I don't think this year in the NHL draft, and it's also crazy that I think these kids will have been, have been born in like 99. Yeah, you're going to, I'm getting, there are going to be some 99 kids, um, so we're actually starting next year. We're going to have two thousands, which is insane. But uh, and and there may even be, there may even be. I mean, I w I'll have to look. I wonder if there are any. There might be one or two two thousand kids on the on the on the younger side being eligible this year. Um, I think maybe as we as the draft nears, I'm gonna I'll try and do a draft episode where maybe I'll try and prepare hope probably what i'll end up doing is just reading a list of names that i enjoy of players that i hope get i want to see drafted um but we'll see about that um but uh but hockey players now even 18 year olds um now i think that physically hockey players that's the biggest difference between whether they are ready to play at 18 or not but for some reason players that are draftable at least in the in the early rounds of hockey I don't, I'd, I don't, I'd love to learn more about why this is, but it seems like hockey players are so thoroughly coached that, and, and that I think that they, it, that, I think this is a really key part of why the league is different than it used to be because, because like when a kid plays hockey, he just, he, it's like he plays on organized teams from the age of like 10 or younger until he's, until he's, you know, for, well, until he's 40 or whatever, whenever he retires, um, but uh, and then and it's not just that. Then there's also like an indi there's like a there could be a skating coach. There's there are there are there could be a skills coach, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. And so it's like kids, 
who 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 join the league like they're just they're so much better coached and even like you look at the harbor center and this hockey academy um you know there there's like that's i'm sure the sort of places like that and uh, every i mean that's just that's just a, that's called high school in canada that sort of thing um it's great and good on good for buffalo and the pagulas trying to develop something like that in, in america but um i feel like it's just it's you don't get people that make it to the pros just because and, and and yet don't really know how to play at the same level. Like, again, you watch like, I mean, a player like Gretzky, of course, would have been would have been the best no matter when he played, or would have been the greatest, I should say, whenever he played. But you watch highlights, and it's just like, what were some of these goalies and defensemen thinking? Like, the goalie would goalies would literally just like just half the highlights I feel like I see from the seventies and eighties, like the puck the guy shoots and scores, and the goalie just falls over. And then <laughs> that's it. Like his feet comically slide out from under him and he just plummets to the ice and goes, Oh, I laid it in goal. And that's it. And then, or like defensemen just sort of stand still and take a hack at a guy's face and then miss. And then, and then that's like, that's all they got. Um, and, and, but you don't, it's just, you don't really see that. I mean, there are certainly players are better than others. And, and, you know, there are bad players that make it to the, the, the pros, the NHL, but they're not so bad usually, um, unless you're like talking tank, a team is intentionally tanking. They're not so bad that, um, you just, you just can't believe how bad they are. And then you end up giving up, you know, 10 goals a game. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. And maybe, and, and goalies for that matter too. Like just, they're just, they're just much more technically sound. Again, that's another reason why I don't think you could ever have a, I'm pretty sure I said this before, but you, I don't think there could be another Hashik simply because of the element of coaching. Um, they would have coached all that stuff out of him. Um, but that's, you know, he was able to do that for a while, but like that would never happen again. So I don't know if any of this is, has anything, is any true or at all. I'm just a little podcaster in Brooklyn, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe, maybe someday I can get somebody on here if, if, if this ever, if this ever like turns into anything, what the hell is that sound? Or if I keep going. Um, and I mean, I, I, I hope I do. Um, but again, I see, well, this is just, this has just been a lot of fun to start, to start off with, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I, I just, I can't wait till there's actually stuff to talk about. So hopefully by the time I, the next time I do a, a, a real Saberland episode, um, which is realistically won't be more than a week from now, cause we'll have a cup winner. We'll have, you know, well, we'll see. We might even have an NBA winner. I mean, that's, that's something to talk about. Um, although it hasn't, that hasn't been very interesting thus far. Um, yeah, eventually there will be something, um, right now there's nothing, but that's okay. Um, and, uh, I think I might have a guest lined up again for another episode, another friend of mine, um, haven't even asked him yet, but I'm sure he'll say yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, but so I mean, I'm probably going to have to slow down. I mean, I feel, it just seems inevitable that I'll slow down this summer, um, because there's a lot of summer left, and there's still, there's just not that much going on, but well, we'll see, I mean, it's just fun to talk, I mean, um, yeah, I'm going to try and, I'm going to go, to, I'm going to try and go see the Mets next week, the Cubs are coming to town, um, so, and it seems like the weather's finally going to turn, so that would be like the first good weather baseball game I could go to this year, second baseball game, but first good weather, because I saw, my sister and brother-in-law and niece and I went and saw the, the Mets host the, uh, nationals in april and uh it was, it was like the third week of the season and it was matt harvey garden gnome night so i got a matt harvey garden gnome who oversees 
um, all of my backyard. And uh, that was fun, but it was like rain and overcast. It was basically the way weather the weather has been in New York for the last two months, except for like a, a, a few r couple days where it's been like insanely hot. Um, those days seem to be coming back, and I, for one, can't wait. Um, yeah. I had this strange fantasy where I would s somehow find a way to, like, do impressions or something on here. I don't, I know it's a complete non sequitur, but I feel like I, I had this, like, image in, or this vision in my mind of, it's funny that I have a vision of how a podcast could go, because it's completely, um, oral. But anyway, um, I had this, I imagined, like, yeah, being able to, like, read things in voices i don't know why um so maybe 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 we'll get into maybe we'll get into some weird character stuff later on the summer i don't know who knows where it'll go i also think i'm gonna have to i i'll never not call this saberland but i guess i have to rebrand this as like uh an anything podcast because it really doesn't i don't know i guess this episode was more heavy on the hockey even though there's there's not much substance there's not much really to talk about that has happened but um it's like abstract hockeyness. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't have anything else. What am I? I'm done. Um, this is. Yeah, I think. So I hope. I hope this has been as magical for for you as it has been for me. Um, oh, also, final thought on roles because I'm. I've been rereading East of Eden, which I read for the first time. Uh, over 10 years ago, I know I'm talking about anniversaries and things in this episode, um, I read it, I guess it would have been about, I probably actually started it um, 12 years ago this summer, because I read it before the summer leading in, preceding my senior year of high school, which was, that would have been the summer of 2005, yeah, and uh, the book's still really good, I'm about, I have about 100 pages left. Um, I'm probably just going to come in and talk about that next episode because, uh, and, and maybe just books in general, because I like books and I like, I like talking about stuff. Um, and there's a very brief mention of Buffalo and East of Eden. So, you know what? I think it, I think it, I'll allow it. Um, so maybe I'm going to talk about John Steinbeck next week or whenever the hell I'm back, but, um, probably next week. So with that, um, Tim Scholl. <laughs>